This is Hope Alive Radio Station, shaping minds for a better future. Welcome back to the show. We're officially starting the second half of our show tonight. It's five past seven, and you're with myself, Mbuminguna. We are talking to a young man, and he's going to introduce himself in a moment, and we're talking about lessons learned from being raised by a single parent. So much to talk about in this conversation, so much to relate to as well. Join us on Facebook on Hope Alive Radio Station to comment and to share any lessons that you've learned from a single parent as well. You can also find us on Twitter on Hope Alive Radio Station. And if you're on WhatsApp, do send us a voice note or a text message on 067-153-1089. Amukelani, welcome to The Feminine Touch tonight. How are you doing? Hey, Mbume, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. And yourself? Thank you, and good evening to the listeners. You are most welcome. Um, I'm Galani. I'm so excited for our conversation. I can so relate because I was also raised by a single parent. So I'm really looking forward to hearing it from a guy's point of view and just also the lessons that you've learned from your mother as well. All right. So let's talk about Amu. Uh, maybe you can tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, where you grew up. Let's get to know you. So I am... Amukelani Buma. I was born and bred in Limpopo. I'm a second child of Esther Pakanani Shimange and Dick Gezani Buma. So I was born in in a village called Shimange Village. Um, I was born there and I was raised there until age 10 when I moved to what we call Elokshin in Giani, Giani Section 8. So I grew up there, I went to school there, I matriculated, and I came to Joburg after matric. I actually came to Pretoria. Mm-hmm. And if you ever hear me say, I am going home, I am going to Giani Section A in Limpopo. That's where I was raised. So you're representing Giani Section A tonight? Of course. <laughs> Most definitely. <laughs> and I believe, Amu, you're a lawyer. Congratulations. Thank you. I am. Very nice. So you call yourself Amu the lawyer. Why Amu the lawyer? You know, growing up, um, I had so many dreams. I still do have a lot of dreams. Mm. And I trust God with my dreams. And, you know, the Bible says the steps of a young man. Mm-hmm. I want to put it like that. The steps of a young man are orchestrated or are ordered by the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, being a lawyer was one of my dreams. And, you know, when you dream, you you dream with your eyes open. Mm-hmm. And in dreaming, you are not sure if it's going to be. You start a course and you, you're you not complete, you know. Mm-hmm. But I call myself Amu the lawyer because it was a dream come true. Today, I live in that dream by the grace of God. I am a lawyer, I'm a family man, I am a sound citizen, I, you know, I'm a lot of things, but I, that was one of my recent achievements as a, um, a child of God and as a man. Oh, congratulations. Amu the lawyer. I think I'm going to call you that going forward to reaffirm what <laughs> God has done in your life. It can only be God, I'm telling you, Pumi. It can only be God, absolutely. Let's talk about, yeah. you know, um, growing up, you mentioned your parents. How did it happen that your mother ended up being a single parent? Honestly speaking, I do not know. 
Mm. I was told a lot of things. Um, you know, when growing up, you are single-parented. There's a lot of people that feel they need to explain things that your parents don't want to explain to you. Mm-hmm. There are people that feel a sense of entitlement to you, especially aunts and uncles. Mm-hmm. They will tell you all sorts of things. Um, but honestly speaking, I do not know. As a child growing up, I've been in an era where a child was told, was told to do things. You were told what to do, when to do it, how to do it. And if you don't do it, you get a beating. So my mom also never spoke about it. She, she never said anything. And even if you asked, she wouldn't tell. Mm. So... I, I think I got fatigued by asking mm-hmm. and inquiring from people because people had other stories, you know. Sure. Uh, but I, I got to a point where I respected my mother's decision not to talk about it. And now that I'm older, I, I, I think I did well by, by respecting her as a, an adult, as my mother, and as a human being. At the end of the day, she's, she's her own person. She can say what she wants to say when she wants to say it. And if she doesn't, then I need to respect it. If she says it, great. So honestly speaking, I do not know. Mm. I like how you put yeah. it that, you know, your mother chose not to share that and you respect that it was her decision. And for that, you, you're not going to argue with her for what she has decided. Definitely. Now, do you I ha- think she raised me well. Sure. Sorry? She raised me well enough. I think she raised me well enough to learn respect at a very young age. Mm-hmm. Only now, in retrospect, I see that it was just out of cordial respect for her because other kids, you tell them something and they will persist and they will insist that, you know what, you have to tell me and you tell me now. And that's where you find a misalignment between a child and a parent. Mm, absolutely. Do you have a yes. relationship with your father? Yes, I do. I do. Uh, my, my dad actually calls me his friend. Uh, we have a very great relationship. We speak now and again. I WhatsApp him. I tell him little things that a a son wouldn't tell a father. Uh, so one of the things that I recently told him, I know my wife is listening, um, but I, I think it was Saturday morning. I said, Daddy, I think next year this time you should expect twins. <laughs> so he yeah. So what are you saying? I said, no, no, I'm not saying a lot of things, but I am trusting God for twins. That's all. So that's the kind of relationship I have with my father. Mm. And was this always the case when you were younger, even though you were raised by your mother, did you always have a relationship with your father? No, no, no. So the fond memory I have, or the, the where my memory started recording things about my, ma- my father, was about age three. So I was born. So this is what happened. My mom and dad separated when my mom was pregnant with me. Mm-hmm. So I was born at my grandmother's, born and raised there. Around age three, I started hearing my uncles, my aunt, talking about this man who is my father and how great he is. Apparently, my dad was a smart student. He was working for government and people respected him. They held him in high regard. And at that young age, I, I always longed to see this man, to, to hear his voice, what he is like, what, what he would say to me. And, you know, 
I, I had very, very um, fond or, you know, willingness to see my, my father. That's, that's the memory that I have. So I just had people talking about him. And when I think I was around age five, six, uh, I visited my mother in Giani Elokshin, right? And I had a plan that was only my secret. I never spoke to anyone. So when my mother woke up to go to work, she would leave me alone at home with my neighbor. Anything I needed, I would speak to my neighbor. So around age, if I, I remember well, around age six, I think, um, I had a plan. And I said, when I go to my mother when school closes, I am going to look for my father. Mm-hmm. I woke up one, one morning when my mother left for work. I knew that my, my father had a child. Her name is Jennifer. I went around town and looking for Jennifer Boomer. And they led me on. We stayed in the same section, but because I was so young and I was still staying in the village at that time, I, I didn't know where they stayed with his family and whatnot. And it was, one of the reasons was my mother always told me, leave your dad alone. Mm. Leave your dad alone. She didn't want us to bother them. She's like, no, no, no. Leave your dad alone. He's got his own life. But I went around looking for him. Long story short, I found where my dad lived. He was not there. He was at work. And I waited from morning till evening. I was inside the house with a helper. And I said, I am waiting for my father. Wow. That's how my father. You were so you know, determined. And, yeah, and growing up, I think not just a boy child, every child deserves to know their parent. Mm. And the, the parent that is living full-time with the child must allow the child mm. to know who their parent is and to have a relationship. They must never determine um, what relationship the child needs to have with the other parent. So I, I, I had my own plan and it worked out very well. Mm. I thank God for it. Yeah, thank God for your determination as well. And I love the point that you've just made that don't decide for your children. Let their children have a relationship with both parents. Yeah, definitely. What are some of the things that you admire about your mother and how she raised you? Oh, my mother, Sis Pakanan. You know, my mother, besides the fact that she's very beautiful, She's a woman of style and, you know, she loves good things. My mother is a strong woman. She was so strong that even at the point where she needed not to be strong, at the point where she needed to cry, at the point where she needed to feel certain things that were hurting, that were not right, um, she, she kept her strong demeanor and character. Uh, my mother would make sure that I, I have everything that I have much. So my mother was a cleaner at the municipal office mm. uh, growing up. And my mother made sure that I had decent clothes. I had food to eat. I never saw that I was poor because my mother shielded me. She covered me mm. from a very young age. I never went to sleep without any food. Mm. But when I look in retrospect, I realized, oh, there was an era where Tin fish was very prominent. Mm. There was an cabbage, very prominent. 
you know. I remember at some point we used to, you know, when you cook vodka and then you put the 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 oil for it to to dry up. Mm-hmm. We put we put vodka away, and when there's no uh, relish or ischab, mm-hmm. we take that um, oil from the used vodka and 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 melt it and uh, I take pop and just dab in it. And that was life, you know? Mm. And it was fun. Only now when I look at it, I'm like, oh, poverty, there mm. you were, mm. you know? But but my mother, the, the, she she was a very, very, very strong woman. And, you know, as much as she had her weaknesses, when I look up now, I realize my mother gave up all her dreams so that I can have my dream. Mm. And today, the is happy with the men that I've turned out to be. I'm able to to assist my mother with a few things because I realized that at the point where I could not stand for myself as a child, where I did not have a voice, where I did not have anything that I could do for myself, my mother was there for me. She gave up a lot of things just so that I can have the life that I have today. Mm. You know? Mm. So that's what I admire about my mother. A lot of people don't know my mother. My mother was the person that was praying for me, encouraging me, making sure that I have food, and, 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 and. Mm -hmm. And today, when people look at me, they see Amu, the lawyer, Amu, this and this and this and that. But when I look at it, I I see me and my mother's shadow. The works of your prayers. Oh, yes. Absolutely. So so bless her. Bless her hands. With the little that she had, yeah. my mother thought that I had everything to a point where, you know, for me, if I can tell you, the only time I realized that I was poor, I was doing my third year in varsity with my first qualification. Mm-hmm. That's when I realized that I was poor. So she had shielded you and you, she had never raised you as someone who was poor. That's absolutely profound that, you know, poverty... No. Should it, is poverty is yeah. something that you, you are, it's man-made. It's something that you indoctrinate into people. And here your mom is raising you as keep dreaming, keep praying. There's nothing wrong with yeah. you. My mother made, at that time it was just me and my older sister. She made us her priority. Yeah. And I think it is pivotal for every parent to make your children your priority. Make them to see and feel that you are intentionally making them your priority as a parent. Mm, mm. I was going to ask you, what other lessons would you take from your mother as a parent? Now that you're a parent, um, looking at how your mother has raised you, what have you learned from, from her ways and what, she, and what she did with raising you and your sister? So, so one thing that I learned from, from, from my mother was that um, being a parent is a 24-hour no-break responsibility. Absolutely. It is not a chore that you can choose to do or not to do. Mm. You know, when God trusts you with a child, you don't lose sight of the ball. Mm. You don't wake up one day and you decide, no, I don't want this parenting thing anymore. Mm. You know? It is not an activity. It's not a game. It, it is not some play. Um, and I think every parent 
single parented or not, you need to always look at that role, that God-given role, because it is, it is a responsibility. You are going to stand before God one day and have to account, what did you do with those little ones that I entrusted you with? Mm. Some parents run away. Some parents throw their children. Some parents choose not to be part and throw their children to their grandmothers. The biggest lesson that I have learned is that it doesn't matter with or without your spouse. Let me tell you one thing that I always recite for myself in my mind. So I am married Mm -hmm. to a beautiful, gorgeous woman. I know that my marriage is not divorce proof. Mm -hmm. Marriages start and they end. Marriages are contracts that people enter into. However, I have made a decision in my heart that when it comes to parenting, should it happen, God forbid, should it happen that one day, maybe not lose my spouse because she left me, but lose, lose her through death. It happens. People die at any time. That's God's secret. Should I get into a point where I am not able to parent with my wife because of death, because of divorce or any other thing? I will make sure that I am there for my children. You asked my daughter today, where's your father? She knows. Sometimes she wants to go out with me. And I'm saying, hey, I'm not your, your wife. I'm, you are not my wife. I'm going out. And she'll ask me, Daddy, where are you going? I say, no, no, no. My wife is not asking me, so we're not Tula. You know? And <laughs> that's, that's the relationship that I need to every day intentionally cultivate with my daughter mm. and my other the twins that I'm believing God for. Amen. Right? So, yeah, yeah. So parenting is it's not an on and off thing. Once you become a parent, you are a parent until you die or until the child dies if God mm. takes the child before you, you know? And you must never outsource, you must never delegate that responsibility that is your God-given responsibility as a parent. Mm-hmm. One day you're going to stand before God and have to account, what did you do with those lives? What did you say to them? What did you tell them? You know, mm-hmm. how did you relate with them? So it is, it is pivotal for a parent not to take a break in parenting. Beautiful advice there. Parenting is make your children a priority. It's a 24-hour job, and you will account for those children. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about lessons learned from being raised by a single parent, hearing from Amu's view. Welcome back to the show. It is uh, 28 minutes past uh, 7, and that was Alicia Keys with Superwoman. We're talking to Amukelani Buwuma, and we're talking about um, being raised by a single parent and the lessons he's learned from being raised by a single parent as a young man. He's married he's a parent and he is sharing his experience as well join us on facebook you're more than welcome to join the conversation you can find us on hope alive radio station share a comment or a question uh, you can also find us on twitter on hope alive underscore radio and if you're on whatsapp you can pop us a voice note or a text message the number is zero six seven one five three one zero eight nine so earlier on we spoke about amkilani's journey and now we're really going to understand you know let's talk about the lessons learned from being raised by a single parent 
Um, Kilani, I have to ask you. I mean, you you spoke very mm-hmm. um highly of your mother that you know she did her best to raise you guys, even with someone who had a low income. Let's talk about some of the shortcomings that you also noticed, and perhaps someone who's listening who is a single parent might be able to pick up on that and see how they can do things differently with raising their children as well. So for me, the shortcoming that I I saw from my mother, my mother never communicated well. Communicated how she felt. Mm. She never communicated if if there's anything that was not sitting well with her. Um, you, you could tell that my mother loved me, mm. but you know she never she never would say it. Even to this day, I I I tell a lot of people I'm able to tell my dad I love you. Mm. So many times, sometimes randomly, and I feel like sometimes I'm a I'm a I'm a, I'm a cheese boy. Or you're too cheesy. I tell my dad I love you so many times. I, I text him and all these things, but my mother never told me that. My mother mm. never used to hug me. Mm. Um, to this day, it, it's very strange. It is just foreign for me to hug her, mm. you know? And I wish I could. Um, she never told me that I'm worth it. She never told me that I can be anything that I wanted to be. And when I look back, I, I can trace it to the era when she was raised. Mm-hmm. So my mother is, is, is turning 65 next year. Mm-hmm. And she was never told that she's important. She was never told that she is special. And education also plays a big role in changing our minds and our thought pattern and how we process things. My mother was not educated when she had my sister, when she got married, Whenever I, I don't know when seventy nine somewhere around there, um, she she only had standard eight. By then it was called JC. So you can just imagine someone who was in grade ten in today's language. Mm-hmm. There was still a child. My mother was still a child when she got married, and she didn't know a lot of things. She she was a child. She was she was a teenager actually. I think, mm-hmm. um, and. A lot of things that you would want to hear from a person I had from my mother. Mm. I only saw it. I only experienced it. But it will have made the more difference has, had she articulated it in her own way. Mm. You know? So I think that is very important. Single-parented women uh, and men um, suffer the same thing um, in different strides. You know? One of the things is that because these people are, are just from maybe a traumatic experience, they don't know how to juggle things around mm. and they don't communicate. I think it's very important that as single parents, we communicate how we feel. Mm. We allow our children to also play part in some of the decision making and we will see this help us relieve the load off our shoulders. We sure. can't be everything for everyone. Mm. You know, you know, I yeah. can I can absolutely relate to what you're saying. A lot of the times when we were growing up, I wanted to ask my mom that, but why can't we talk to dad? I understand you guys are not together, but why can't I talk to him? And that was never communicated. Yeah, like they had a relationship like everyone else. 
why bring your children into it? Why drag them into the mess? Mm. They have never had a relationship. Imagine putting a one-year-old through your relationship problem. That is unfair. Mm. But I forgive them. Not know any better. Sure. Now that I'm older, I understand they did not know any better. Had I been in their situation, I would have made worse mistake. And I like how you said, you know, not that you would have done better, you probably would have done worse at the time and the context Uh, that they were living in as well. And also, you speak about forgiveness. I mean, this is a topic that we probably don't talk about. That sometimes you've got to take a step back and forgive. Your parents didn't know that what they were doing was hurting you or even hurting the whole family unit, but take time to forgive them and don't hold resentment towards them. That is very important uh, 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 um, for me. You know, if, if you want to live a better quality of life, like the one that I'm living now, I think I'm living my best life. The life that I'm living today is better than the one that I lived yesterday. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I had to learn from a very young age was to forgive. Don't wait for someone to come and ask for forgiveness. People are too proud. Mm. Please forgive me. Mm. Find it in your heart to forgive them. For your own sake, not for anyone's sake, for your own sake. And that's what I did with my parents. There was a lot of hateful things that I experienced, that I thought that I, you know, but at the end of the day, I I chose to forgive them. Yeah, yeah. You know, I... Um, I just feel like we're going to talk the whole night on this topic because being a parent myself, I felt that before I had a child, I had to make sure that I, there were things that I had to work on for myself, being raised by a single parent, finding this balance that, you know, do I hate my dad because he did something wrong to me or he did yeah. something wrong to my mother? And working on those emotions for myself, it really helped me that when I became a parent, it's almost like I could understand my child so much better. And it's I would say that it's very dangerous to be raising children, to be around children, but you're not dealing with these emotions or these past experiences because they're going to creep up in the way in which you raise your child. Exactly. You'll find yourself shouting at your children. Yeah. You keep, you are finishing sugar. There's children in Zimbabwe that... Mm. Because, yes, people are suffering everywhere else, but mm. these are your children. There is sugar in the house to be consumed. Allow your kids to consume the sugar because you afford yeah. to buy sugar. And that's you know? why we bought it, absolutely. And, and, and if you trace it back, you find that it's some trauma that you had to deal with. Your mother or your father used to shout at you because they did not have enough means to take care of you. So everything, everything if you use sugar, even if it's not sweet, but hey, Today you have used enough. No, no, no. Put one. Mm, mm. So you sure. find yourself leaving your trauma in your children. And yeah. that cycle needs to break. And that cycle needs to be broken intentionally. Sure, sure. Break the cycle. Yeah. I'm, I'm hearing you very well, sir. Now let's talk about ah. you know some mistakes uh, we, we can make as single parents when raising kids. So that, you know, some things that maybe you felt, mom, you could have done better here. Dad, you could have done better here. For someone who's listening at home, not to make the same mistake. I think, okay, so, so there's different uh, um, strides of, of uh, um, single parenting. So there could be single parenting because... Um, a, a, there was a divorce or there could be single parenting because the other party decided not to be there mm-hmm. and there could be single parenting as well 
because you don't know who the father of the child is. Mm. You just don't have an idea because you are with Joe and Peter and Duncan at the same time and you don't know. The first thing, make an inquiry on how your children feel about their disposition. Mm. It is very important with your children. Nana, are you okay? Mm. And, you know, the, the simplest thing that you can do as a parent, answer the questions before they are asked. Okay. Tell them, Nana, you know, I, mommy loves you. But mommy had a problem with daddy and daddy left. Or we left. Yeah. We left daddy at the house. Mm. How, how are you feeling? Do, do you want to see your dad? Mm. Do, do you want to visit him sometime? Um, must I call him? Do you want to call him? Do you want to make contact? It is very important. Don't choose for your child. Mm -hmm. God is not a confused person. If he makes a person a father or a mother to someone else, allow God to do what he does. He is God. You cannot block him for what he wants to do. He's already done it. You are both parenting this child, so allow the other party. And I, and I say this respectfully and with understanding that sometimes there are issues. Mm -hmm. So create a safe space. If your children want to see their parents, allow them to. Allow them to. And that will shape the whole uh, single parenting relationship. It will level the plane for you because you don't always have to deal with grumpy children disrespectful children alone as mm. a single parent. Mm. Because once you, you, you expose them to the other party, you can even call John and say, John, I understand you have another girlfriend. I understand you have another wife. Mm. But our child is not coping at school. What can we do to best help this child so that they have a better experience sure. at school? Sure. You know? And, and you don't have to, to have a relationship, a romantic relationship with a person. But now that you have a child, Put your pride aside. Mm. Roll your sleeves and concentrate on this child. This child, and you know the nice thing about parenting is that you parent someone until they become a parent or an adult. Mm -hmm. So you help them navigate through life until they can fly on their own. Yeah, yeah. And if so you don't... So sometimes you make... Yeah. And, oh. and, and sorry, sorry for me to cut you there. Mm. So the other point that I wanted to, to make, and I, I think it's very... It's very important for single parents. We all have needs. So how I understand life is that I am a spiritual being living in a human body, having a, an experience that needs money. Hi, Amu. I think our connection just cut there. We're learning so much uh, from Amu and uh, his story about being raised by a single parent. Of course, we want you to join the conversation. We're on Facebook on Hope Alive Radio Station. You can also find us on Twitter on Hope Alive uh, underscore radio. And if you're on WhatsApp, please do send us a text or a WhatsApp message on 067-153-1089. We're talking about lessons that uh, we've learned from being raised by a single parent, some of the mistakes that we, uh, single parents make, and also just how we can do better better as uh, people who are raised by single parents. Well, Amu's back on the line. Welcome back, Amu. Oh, thank you. Sorry, I lost you there. No the problem. Other point that I wanted, the other point that I wanted to make is that as single parents, 
we have a need. If you have left your other partner or the partner left you, some of us still strive to have a romantic relationships with other people. And one thing that you need to be careful on as, as a single parent is that you need to protect your rapport with your children. Mm. Don't introduce every man that you are with or every woman that you are with for the sake of, of your children. Because, you know, when they grow up, they'll grow up to be adults and they will ask you questions based on your behavior in the mm. past. And you don't want as a parent to be in that position. Mm. Mm. So be careful who you bring around your children. If you need to have a romantic relationship with anybody, find a safe space for your children. You can mm. take the children to their grandmother. If you have to be in the house, you can go to a hotel. You can meet at a the restaurant. There are so many avenues. But it takes a respectful parent respecting a child to say, I will not expose my child to anyone who is not fully committed to me. Sure, sure. Because in, in January, you can have a relationship that ends in March mm-hmm. and someone comes and confesses the same love in April and you bring them to the house. Do you understand the trauma and the kind of faith the child will have in a parent? Mm. So we need to be careful when we bring in our children's spaces because one day they will ask us questions that we will be so shy to answer. Sure. And they will ask it because they now have a voice. Absolutely. I hear you. I hear you. You know, Amo, you're a young adult yourself. Um, what advice would you give to someone who is a young adult and was raised by a single parent? You know, this person is probably planning to say, okay, in the near future, I want to get married. How would you uh, want to advise that person to start navigating through that uh, next step of their life? I just love the way that you call me a young adult. I just love being young. <laughs> uh, you know, but, but I think I think my advice to a single parented child, be easy on yourself. Be easy on yourself. You are not a mistake. You are in the perfect will of God. Sure. You are not your circumstances. You were born into circumstances. You know? And the one thing as a single parented child that I think that's the first thing that you need to fix. You need to fix the way you view things. I, I always tell people when I, when, I, when I have a chance to stand in front of people, especially when I, I, I'm an MC at a wedding or at a party, that you need to change your viewpoint. And your, your, your viewpoint can only change because of your point of view. So, you know, if you are standing at the bottom of a hill, you have a certain view. But if you are standing on top of the hill, you'll have a different view. So it is important for you as a a single-parented individual to change your viewpoint. Mm. And this is how you can change it. You can start off by changing your viewpoint from being complacent, from blaming everyone and everything around you, Mm. and start to be forgiving, you know? Mm. Be sober. Be positive. Sure. Understand that you are worth it. Yeah. And you will see how that impacts your life. You know, yeah. I, I, there's a story of, of, of 
two young men raised by one parent. Yeah. They were raised by an alcoholic man, someone who was dependent on alcohol. And the one child grew up to be a delinquent, grew up to abuse alcohol. And when they were asked the question, they said, but I, I know no better. Mm. I have seen my father do this and I'm just becoming my father's child. Yeah. That's why I'm a drunkard. The same parent raised the other child and they asked, but why are you like this? Mm-hmm. And he said, you know what? I was raised by an alcoholic. That's why I chose not to touch alcohol. Mm. I saw how alcohol destroyed my father. Sure. I saw how my father abandoned his many dreams and he abandoned his responsibilities because of alcohol. And today, I am a professional because my father did not stand a chance to be a professional because of alcohol abuse. Sure. You see, so that's a viewpoint. So the other child took the same situation and they just changed their point of view and said, no, 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 this guy is not winning in life. I, I don't want to be like him. Mm. I want to be the direct opposite. And, yeah. and you know, in, in, in some ways, uh, when I look at my life, there's certain things that I've learned from my father and my mother yeah. that were not good. And I, I chose not to do them. Not because my parents were worse off, but because I saw that it didn't work for them. And how I always tell myself, I am going to stand on my mother and my father's shoulders and see far better than they've ever seen and rectify the mistakes that they have made for the sake of my children, my children's children, and for me to intentionally change the order of the day in my family. And I've managed to do that in a big way. Mm. I, I live a very simple life, but in a big way, if you check where I was, where I was born, the circumstances that I was born into. Yeah. And you check where I am, you would never have expected that I will turn out the way I, I am today. Absolutely beautiful advice there, Amo. Well, we've got yeah. some uh, questions that have come through from some of our listeners. Thank you for connecting with us. I want to read some comments. And um, one says, great story. I love the fact that we should allow our kids to see the other parent. This is from a single parent uh, beauty as well. So thank you, beauty, for connecting with us. Um, Beautiful. We've got another comment. One thing Amu and other kids, when they grow up, is that they find it difficult to understand why a mother doesn't tell them that they love them. This is because during raising up, the mother was wearing two hats. The father figure was coming out strong and the mother figure. This is what I've learned through growing up. Thank you so much, KG, for that comment. What's your take on that, Amu? I I, I think as a single parent, if you are wearing both hats, uh, it is also an advantage. So if you had to say, I love you once, say it twice. Mm-hmm. Say it for your own sake and mm-hmm. for the dad's sake. Oh, I love you that. Know? We, we are, you know, being single parented or single parenting is not easy. I, right now, I'm a married man. I have my own child. I have my own family. But, you know, I carry scars that when they start opening up, when I reflect on things that happened to me in the past, I cry. Mm. I cry not because, but because I have to understand what I have been through and live in that moment in order for me to heal. Every time I tell this story, you know, the people that have had an opportunity to be very close to me, 
Mm-hmm. I always tell them where I was born, how I was raised, and how I am grateful for the way that I was raised, and how grateful I am for the grace that I've seen work in me, with me, because you know grace is available for all of us, sure. Sure. But it's upon an individual to understand grace and recognize this grace for what it is and allow this grace to help you, you know? Same story that I told you about the, the, the two kids raised by an alcoholic. Mm. They mm. had this, this position of grace. Yeah. But the other one chose to shun grace and choose their own ways. Absolutely. I understand grace fully. And grace, you know, when the Bible says, um, Faith without action is dead. Mm-hmm. You cannot believe God and act not. Sure. So if you're believing God for a better life, do something. Mina in my family, where I was raised, I want to, my dad is educated, great man, had a good career and whatnot. But where I was born, by my mother's side, there was no one with a degree. When I grew up, there was no one with a car. And as a child, I think around the age of five, six, the when I am in someone's car, I would think, Mara, what is wrong with our family? Mm. Why does everyone have a car? What if someone is sick in the middle of the night? What are we going to do? Sure. And I was intentional. I said, God, if no one wants a car in this house, I want to have a car. Mm. If no one wants money, I want to have money. If no one wants education, I want to be that one who will be educated. And you will have these things by the grace of God and you will be so surprised. Some of the family members would use it against you. You know, at some point, there was a family meeting and they said, ah, this one won't listen to us because he's a lawyer. Yes, I don't listen to nothing. I don't listen to things that are not well thought and not disrespectfully. But if you have to do anything that involves me, let us apply logic and common sense and let us use our resources to things that are going to build us. If we cannot do that, please count me out. I love but, it. You know, I, I have to go back to the intentional part. Be intentional of how you want to turn out. Use grace to your advantage. Absolutely. Grace is so much, but use it to your advantage. Don't just sleep and wait for God to do something. God will not do anything. You have to do something. And don't just have faith. Have faith and do something. You know, when I studied for my LLB, I used to have a prayer and say, God, I will do everything that is humanly possible with me, which is registering through UNESA and making sure that I know what's happening with my books and make sure that I avail myself for exam with the little work that I have to put in because I was working. My wife was pregnant. We had a child and I had to go to school and I was going through school through two universities at the time. But because I was intentional, and grace was available, and I was doing something. I was not just having faith for nothing. Yeah, faith with I was works. And today, I can go back and say, God, thank you. Your grace met up with my actions, and today, that was Sam Cook with uh, Change is Gonna Come and uh, you're still listening to The Feminine Touch. We're talking about lessons we've learned from being raised by a single parent. Thank you so much for all of the questions and comments that have come through. Um, we're with Amu Gelani and we're going to talk to the lawyer, the young adult as we call him. Amu, here's a question from one of our listeners and they're saying, how do we avoid spoiling our children as single parents? For example, if there's no other voice in the house for discipline. There's no way that we can not spoil our children. But how we, how we spoil our children is very important. We are not, we are not the same. In, in Tonga, 
Mm. So, you know, people have different resources. There's people that own millions. There's people that own maybe a couple of tens of rents. When you have to deal with your children, the first spoil that you need to give your children is love. It's yeah. to teach them morals. Yeah. Let them have a good moral compass. Sure. So that even when you have to spend money, they understand that not money is not everything. Yeah. My parent only is buying me a quad bike as opposed to buying me some cheap toys from maybe Toys R Us because they have the resources. Yeah. I am not I am not for spoiling kids without merit. Yeah. When kids behave, they need to be rewarded. But you need to gauge. Do you you know when it I think where it becomes a spoil is when you take resources that you are not exposed to, resources that you don't have. Yeah. You go buy a child an iPhone when you don't have the money. You go use a credit card or a loan and get yeah. them an iPhone so you that they can them the fit wrong in. Yeah. So if you teach them the lesson of love and spoil yeah. them with so much love, you know. Okay. When I'm, they I'm going to cut you there. I'm so sorry. I'm going to cut you there. I've got two more questions Let's that go. I really want to get through. Here's a comment. Well okay. done, my friend. Amogelani.saint. Moved by your story. Super well done. This is Lai listening from Dubai. Great show, Mbumi. Thank you so much, Oh, Lai. my friend. <laughs> Love you, man. Okay, here is um, another question from Anonymous, and they're saying, you know, Amul, given the fact that you went to find your father, what would you say to fathers who go AWOL intentionally after the breakup with the mother? Family members will try and step in, bring the child to visit, but the, fardly, but the father hardly ever um, decides to visit the child, and then he also has the decency to steal the kid's pictures so that he can post them on social media. What advice would you give to that um, person in one minute, sir? you are doing yourself great injustice because you don't know what God has invested in that child. Mm. That child can be a president. They can be a very influential person. And by the time you want to come back to their lives, when they have learned to survive without you, they might not welcome you. And please don't blame anyone for that. Mm. So please do not do that. And then another question they're saying, you know, to add, I want to ask, you know, the granny will always ask for the child and I'll never say no. But now the child is asking, why does my daddy not come and fetch me? And of course, as a mother, you'll keep making excuses because you don't want to talk badly about the father. What can you share mm -hmm. to the mother to advise her in this kind of situation? I think honesty is the best policy. There's a way to say every difficult thing on earth. God has blessed us so much with so many words that we can craft them to make even a little mind understand. Tell them, you know what, sweetie, it, it is not the right time. Daddy is going through things, but when you are of age, I will let you know. If they are of age, tell them the whole truth. Tell them they can comprehend, they can understand. Tell them the truth so that you don't... You know, the, the best thing about the truth is that if once you say it, you don't have to repeat it because it's the truth. Yes. You ask me 10 years later, it doesn't change. 
XX, absolutely. Oh my goodness, look at that. 30 seconds left for us to wrap up the show. Oh. Um, well, I think we're going to do part two. I have a very strong inclination that part two is needed for us to talk about lessons um, learned from being raised by a single parent. I want to just say to you, sir, thank you so much for your time. What a pleasure it has been. We have learned so much from you. Get the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. You will not be disappointed. Amu, have yourselves a fantastic evening. Good night to you and your beautiful family. Bume, thank you so much for being part of the show and to your listeners. I love you guys. I want to be that person that is known for love. I love you. I don't have to know.